Lord, thank you because the scripture says, the entrance and the unfolding of your word give it light. It gives understanding, discernment, and comprehension to the simple. Lord, we are simple. We are simple in your hands. We have no reason to be rude, proud, or inconsistent in your presence. We have no reason to, 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 to see ourselves beyond our measure. We know we are human. We know that we are limited in scope and in operation. But in you and in the, with the Holy Ghost in us, we are unlimited in operations. Therefore, Lord, I'm praying that the Holy Ghost will be expressed fully in our lives from today. That, Lord, we will unlock the mystery of the treasure and of the grace and of the plan of God for our lives in the name of Jesus. Help us to walk with you and to discover ourselves in you so that your cancer will be established in our lives. Thank you a million times. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And let everybody shout a big amen. Can we please be seated? Today is a very good day. You know, good day. I'm so excited. I want to thank God for everybody present here today. And so many good people are here this morning. The first person I saw was Antio Yibo from Birmingham. So excited to see you. Put your hands together. I love her very much. The Lord bless you. And bless you and bless another one is coming in. That's my daughter all the way from Southampton. That's from be there. Today is a good day, good day, good day, good day. That's my daughter, the doctor, all the way from Southampton. I was just we we're talking about you yesterday. So exciting. And I want to thank God for Pastor Mrs. Winnie Fred. I thank God for her life. That's the founding pastor of this church. Thank God for her life. And I'm happy you are alive. I was just thinking when I was seated there. I I said I thank you, Jesus, that Mama Win is still alive to see the beginning of the growth of this church. Now we have labored, you know, we have labored, we have labored, we have labored and prayed. It's very frustrating to grow a church in a foreign land, you know. But I'm happy you're still alive and you will live longer, Mama. She's around 75. Put your hands together for and she's sweet 16. She has just life started. She started living when she became 70. She's going to live for the next 30 years plus and she's going to enjoy her life. Put your hands together for her. The Lord bless you. And uh, my father in love just walked in now. Uh, Reverend Akiemi just walked into the church again. Such a very exciting time. Okay. Today is a very great day. And uh, I want to thank God for my darling brother. Last week he celebrated the 28th year of uh, the Mokta family. They celebrated the 28th year of their, the departure of their father and strongly seated in the church with the Holy Ghost. Come on, put your hands together. I want to thank God. God is working something, and I want everybody to understand what I'm going to say here today. Okay? There are two scriptures I'm going to read. And you wonder why I'm reading such scripture this morning. The book of Genesis chapter 37. And uh, you need to please listen very well. And then I'm going to read the book of Colossians chapter 2. Genesis chapter 37. Whether you're joining online or on ground, I want to welcome you in the name of Jesus. All the other brethren here, I welcome you. We are all very important. All the children and the pregnancies that are here. Because there are so many miracle babies. Yes, pregnancies that are here. Maybe the mother has not even discovered. I announce to you the conception of your bountiful baby in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says in Genesis chapter 37, and I'll begin to read from this one, and Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. Listen to me, everybody. Listen. Life is a very long process. And life is a very complex process. I want you to understand that. Life is a very long process. And that is why you discover that a lot of people have gotten lost in the process of life, in the process of time. Okay, because there are too many corners, there are too many dark shadows in the world, lots of expectations. You know, somebody will wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to rise up, I'm going to become a very great doctor. There are two people, every time I remember them, I always appreciate the fact that I'm still alive. Two people. The two of them are children of God. The two of them, they love God. The two of them, they are wonderful people. The two of them, we are my mates, you know. One of them was from Mudakeke also, okay? And I remember that Friday, we were just talking, and he was telling me, Francis, uh, you know, uh, this and this and this and this and everything. I said, don't worry, God is going to help you. And he was complaining about his cause and everything. I said, I trust God. He said, well, he was very tired. He was going to his room to sleep. That by Monday, he would like to see me for something, Okay. That was the end of the conclusion, and that was the last time we saw. They told me what happened, that that when he got to his room, he was complaining to his roommate that he was having stomach trouble, and they contacted his uncle, and the uncle said they should bring him, and they took him all the way from Ibadan. They took him to Bidakeke that night, you know, and uh, by the time they took him to Bidakeke, they, they took him to one of the hospitals, they didn't work, and they returned him back to Ibadan, to UCH and everything. By Sunday, he was dead. I didn't know anything. Sunday evening, I was just preparing, you know, I was in the engineering room and I was doing some designs and everything and everything and everything and everything. One of my friends just walked in. He said, Francis, I have a very bad news for you. I said, I turned the bad news to good news. He said, no, this one is already a very, very bad dead news. I said, why? Just mentioned his name. He said, so, so, person. I said, what happened to him? He said, they buried him this afternoon. Ha! I could do, oh my God. Oh my God, what a wasted destiny. That, bro, that boy had dreams in life. Real dreams, great dreams and everything. That is one person that his life affected me for such a very long time. And the second person was a very close friend of mine. This brother loves the Lord. We were friends. We were four. Two of us were boy brothers. Two of them were ladies. Okay. Uh, one, one one of the two ladies was married, you know? That was the woman I was looking for in the women's shop, okay? She was married. The other person was a young lady, okay? We were friends, uh, four of us. The two of us brothers were not married. And uh, we will pray together. We love God. We set apart time to worship the Lord and to praise God and to, you know, we just love God and love God and kept on loving God. We walked in holiness and trusted the Lord and everything. One day, this brother just said, Francis, I want to go to Lagos. I said, why? He said he was having incessant headache. I said, what we should do is to trust God. He said, no, he has spoken to his brother and his brother said he should come to Lagos. I said, you don't have to go to Lagos because of headache. What will your brother do for you in Lagos for headache? Brother Sam, please don't go to Lagos. He said, no, Francis, let me go. When I get to Lagos, we'll see what we're going to do. When I come back on Sunday, we'll, we'll come and pray about it, okay? And he left for Lagos. That night, he was buried. 
Yeah, because when he got to Lagos, something terrible happened. The sickness became very bad. He became unconscious and they rushed him to the hospital and he died that day. When the news was broken that Sam was dead, I was wondering, I said, is it safe for me to follow Jesus? Am I secured in him? If Sam could die like that, he loves the Lord. He was a very holy brother and everything. But there was something the Lord told me. Sam loves the Lord and everything, but he had no vision for the future. There was never a time you would say, Brother Sam, what do you trust the Lord? He said, let's wait and see. It's always a game. Life is not a game of let's wait and see. Life is a game of followership. Life is a game of lordship and sonship, you know? Jesus is your lord. He rules over the affairs of your life and your future is guaranteed. You gamble with your destiny. You fall by the wayside. Because life is not only a race. Life is a battle. And I want everybody to understand it. Life is not just a race. Life is a battle. Okay? Life is not just a race. Life is a battle. And we needed to trust God at every point in our lives and hope in him. We need to walk in hope. We need to walk in faith and see things exactly the way they are. Okay? Listen to me very well. You don't know what I contain. Okay? But what, I've, what I'm actually here today to tell every one of you is that there are treasures. There are loads of treasures. There is greatness. There is wisdom. There is wealth. There is well, what, whatever you can imagine in life, all of these things are stopped up in your destiny in life. But you see, the, the problem with life is life, life is not a straight line. Life is an interconnected line, interconnected relationship, okay? There is one right person you must meet in life, and it's a matter of most you must meet that person. You miss that person, you miss your life. And there are people you must not have anything to do with in deal with in life. You just gamble and get mis messed up with people like that, and your destiny is truncated and your purpose terminated. You know, that's how life works. Life is very, very, very sensitive. And that is why everyone that works with God and wants to succeed in life must be very serious. Life is not something you take, you know, with levity and you just take for granted and assume that well, because I've given my life to Jesus, it must work. Who told you that? Who told you that? The fact that you gave your life to Jesus and you got born again and you got filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not a guarantee that you are going to excel and succeed in life. Okay. You remember in the book of Acts of the Apostles chapter 5, you remember the story of, the, the, of that couple. You remember the couple? What's their name? Ananas and Sapphira. You know the two of them were not just ordinary born again. They were noted people in the church. They are amongst the leaders. Okay? They were among the leaders in the church. If you look at the way Peter spoke with them, you will see seriousness, you will see commitment, you will see relationship. Peter spoke to them. Hello, Ananias. Hello, Sapphira. The two of them were noted families. They were noted families. And that is why it is very important for us not just to build upon our past relationship with God, but to renew our relationship with God on a daily basis and make sure that we are currently flowing. You know, according to the expectation of God for our lives. Okay? The devil is waiting for you and I to fail. But every grace that we will need in life to succeed, God has given unto us. And that is where it's very important that we don't only 
give our life to Jesus, but we must also give our hearts to instructions. God is a teacher. God is a trainer. Okay? God the Father is likened unto the eagle. God the Son is likened unto a lamp and unto a lion. God the Holy Spirit is likened unto the dove. Okay? As the eagle, as a teacher, as a trainer, God told the children of Israel, I will teach you the way you should go, and I will guide you with my eyes. Those are sensitive words. I will teach you the way you should go. That means that you don't know the way. In fact, God spoke to Joshua in Joshua chapter 2. He said, wait, now command the people, everybody to move forward. The ark of God will lead you and the priest will lead the way. He said, because you have not gone this way before. None of us have gone this way before. Okay? Life, our future is a misery. Nobody has gone this way before. Life is a misery. Too many things we do not understand. There are times we pray. There are times we trust God. There are times we have lived a holy life. There are times we have trusted the Lord and everything. But one single step that we miss, and it brings a lot of complications into our lives. And you begin to wonder why. Why did it happen? And God does not most times answer the question why. The next, instead of answering the question why, God most times will address the issue of what. Okay? When you hear God, whatever, however complex things are, God is a, you know, it's God. He's a mysterious God. He has a way of joining the edges that are caught and the rough edges. He has a way of smoothing everything and, you know, giving us our lives towards back home. So we should understand the issue also of God. And the things that has to do with life here today. Now, I go back to that scripture in the book of uh, that Genesis chapter 37. And J- Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. And these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bila and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his brethren because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him. And could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream. Joseph dreamed it. Everyone say Joseph. Dreamed a dream. Can you help me ask your neighbor, when are you going to dream your own dreams? When are you going to have your own dreams? When are you going to have your own dreams? Now, it is very important we understand. Let me, let me say one or two things there before we go forward in life. There are three important things that directly affect the destiny of everyone in this world. Number one, your dreams and your visions in life. Your dreams, your visions in life. And everybody can pray for you in this world, but nobody can dream for you. Can anybody dream for anybody? Nobody can dream for you. Whatever I dream, I can dream about you. I can see a dream. I can dream a dream that you became a king or a doctor or a lawyer. I can dream about your wedding, but that dream is still not your dream. It's about you, but it's not your dream. Okay? It's my dream. So nobody can dream for you. Nobody can force greatness or success on you in life. Okay? And the same way, I want you to know I have a terrible 
the devil and his calls are, they cannot stop the purpose of God for your life. So that's why it's very important for every one of us to understand God. He said, if you will do this, if, that's what God will always say, if you will do this, if you will do this, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and the number of your days you will fulfill. That's the plan of God. That's the purpose of God. That's why those who love God and who hearken to his voice are the unconquerable, unstoppable believers. The believers that love God, the children of God that love God, the children of God that fear God, the children that, of God that hearken you know, to the word of God and to the things of God. Those are the children of God that are unconquerable. Those are the children of God that are unstoppable. Those are the children of God that are invincible. The Lord bless you. you. Please come. The Lord bless you. Let's put our hands together for them. These are my people who have just come from Nigeria. Put your hands together for them. My brother, you are welcome. Come forward. The Lord bless you. Put your hands together for them. My darling, you are welcome. The Lord bless you. This is a great house today. So, it's very important we understand what we're talking about here today. Now, the role of God in our lives is not something we can toy with. The role of God, the plan of God. He made us, he created us, he loves us, okay? But the, the truth of the matter is that we will need God at every point in our lives, at every segment, at every corner in our lives, at every inter, 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 intersection in our lives, you know, if we are going to move to the next phase of our life. Because life is not a simple project. Life is a faceted project, Okay? You finish one phase, you succeed there, then you move to the next phase of your life. You saw the life of Jesus. When Jesus was born, everybody called him Jesus. That was just his name. And you shall have a son, and you will call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. That he will save his people from their sins does not mean that he has saved his people from their sins. Okay? And then Jesus began to grow. If Jesus refused to grow, if by the time Jesus came to this world, he refused to grow, if Jesus was a rebel, if he was a rascal, if he was doing what he could not do in this world, then he would not be able to fulfill the purpose of God. Because Jesus was not the only person, the first person that God sent to come and redeem man from man, uh, to redeem mankind, you know. He had sent a man called Melchizedek. The Bible said it clearly. He said, for this Melchizedek, the king of Salem, priest of the most high God, you know, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the king. Forced by interpretation, his name, Melchizedek means king of righteousness. And after that, king of Salem means king of peace. Without father, without mother, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but he continued like the son of God forever. Okay, he came for the redemption of mankind, but he could not. Why? Because anybody that will redeem man must be subject to everything that man is subject to. But this was one that has no father, no mother, no beginning of days, no end of life. He could not save man. And that was why when Jesus came to this world, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5, that when he brought the first, he said, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong cry and tears, unto him that was able to save him from death. The Bible says, although he were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation. What if Jesus was not made perfect? What if he was not made perfect? 
What if Jesus, you know, what if Jesus was not sensitive to the plan and the purpose of God for his life? And that was why when Jesus made a statement in the book of Hebrews chapter 5 verse 30, he understood himself and he told the disciples, he said, I can of myself do nothing. One of the things that the devil wanted Jesus to do, which many times we do, and that is the problem of man, which many times we do, many times we want to exercise our own independence. I'm not a fool. I can do what, I know what I'm doing. I'm in charge of, the, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. Many times we thought we know what we are doing, but that was not what Jesus did. That was not his own approach to issues in life. Jesus understood the complexity and the misery of man and the affairs of life that it is not given to any man to direct his own way. Yes, it's a, it might look so simple, but it's not given to man to direct his own ways. And that was why God said, I will teach you the way you should go, and I will cause my face to shine upon you. You remember the story of David? When he became the king, you know, the Philistines came against him and he said, God, should I go? God said, go. Will you deliver them to, your hand, to my hands? God said, I will deliver them. And David went out and he fought the Philistines and uh, he got victory. And you know, the Philistines are enemy consistent enemies that's why they you see they're still fighting till today they don't they don't give up enemies that are constantly defeated but they don't give up they keep on fighting and fighting until the last days okay and david asked the lord should i go against them again god said don't go until you hear the sound on the mulberry tree then you know that i've gone ahead of you so there are times god empowers you to go out there are times god goes before you because the first time the philistines came they came with their own power the second time they had enlisted demonic forces Okay, and that was why you described that when David and Goliath fought, it was not a battle of swords, it was a battle of words. Goliath looked at David and said, You are you, he cursed him. The first thing he did to David when he saw him was that he cursed him with the name of his God. Goliath was not an ordinary person, he was a divinely assisted person by the devil, he was an anointed monster. Okay, and that was why nobody could withstand him because nobody was dedicated to his God like Goliath. Goliath was a dedicated worshiper, worshiper of Satan. He trusted the God of Hyal, trusted all the demonic forces, and he, he did everything to please them. And David was a man that understood covenant. Okay, one of the problems with us children of God is that we don't understand the covenant of God. And some of the things I'm going to say here today will help some of you. Okay, listen to me very well. Life is success in life is only guaranteed by the covenant. Okay, that you are involved in. Okay, because there is nothing ordinary in life. That every human being you meet in this world, there's no ordinary person. Everybody carries a spirit. Everybody carries an assignment. Everybody carries assistance, whether demonic or divine assistance. And that is why you cannot take anybody for granted. You can't just. Peter, Paul understood what, what, what I'm talking about now. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16. Peter just went out and he was preaching and there was a young lady, you know, that was speaking something good. I'm sure that if it were some of us ministers in our generation today, they would make that girl the prayer secretary. Okay? But Paul, they will make that girl the prayer secretary because what was she saying? These are the servants of the Lord who have come to show us the way of salvation. I mean, you have got somebody to advertise and say, the rest of you, you don't look like Sister Jane. Eh? She's advertising the work of God and everything. But 
Peter perceived in the thing in the spirit. The things of life are not ruled naturally. The things of life that are ruled from the realms of the spirit. Okay, that's why the Bible says, "Why we look not at the things which are seen." But are the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. The spiritual rules the natural. And Jesus understood that perfectly. He understood that perfectly. That was why he told the disciples, I cannot myself do nothing. Whatever the Spirit tells me, that's what I'm going to do. Okay? And that was why even at the point of death, he was very violent the way he reacted to Peter. When Peter told him, Lord, you are not going to die, he said, get behind me, Satan, for you do not suffer the things of the Spirit. The cup which my father gave me, shall I not drink it? So Jesus understood purpose. And I was trying to tell you some minutes ago that three major things will affect our destiny. Number one is the dreams that we have in life. Number two, uh, the hearts and the desires our heart desire let me let me let me put it this way let me put it as at our heart desires and the pursuits of our hearts okay i want to become a lawyer i want to become a doctor i want to be married i want to have three children i want to have 10 children i want to travel to america i want to do yeah all those things are good desire does not determine destiny okay it's the covenants and the decision the determinate counsel of god that determines the destiny of every one of us. And you cannot blame God if you fail in life. Nobody can blame God. In fact, life is not about blame game. So you can go ahead and blame anybody, blame God, blame your wife, blame your husband, blame the devil, blame situation, blame circumstances, blame everybody in this world. Life is not about blame game. Okay, life is about discovering the plan and the purpose of God for your life and right positioning. That's life. Success in life is determined by right positioning, okay? You must understand what is happening. You must understand the counsel of God. You must understand where God wants. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Now, so many years ago, mommy and I, we were living in one flat, and we felt that we didn't want to live in that flat again. In fact, in that house, it got to a point that I was no more sleeping. My spirit man had packed out. I didn't want to live in that house again everything. And there was one day, they just told me one woman was looking for it. It was one old woman. And this old woman was, uh, you know, she loves me so much, my pastor. Ah, I thank God for you. My pastor, I've come to greet you. You wonder why old woman is coming to greet a young man like that. And they will always come and everything. And the woman came one day and said, I learned that you're looking for a flat. I said, yes, we're looking for a flat. He said, there's a flat in our house. You come there. Pastor, you pay anything you like. And uh, I said, okay, I'll come and inspect the flat. And I went, I inspected the flat and everything. And uh, we said, okay, mama, we're going to send to you. And I saw that we packed into that house with everything. And we moved out of that house with nothing. We lost everything in that house. Lost everything. And uh, we discovered that. So there is not every house you can live in. Okay? So when I discovered that, I said, Mama, we cannot come and live in your house. She said, why? And you know I love you. You have to come. I said, no, we're not coming to your house. Just some few days after that, the woman eventually died. And then things began to unfold. They began to say a lot of things. It doesn't matter what they say. But the truth of the matter is that 
If we can be sensitive in our, if we are serious, let me put it this way. If we are serious, we will be sensitive. And if we are sensitive, then God is a revealer of secrets. So many things we don't know, God will reveal it unto us. So many things we do not understand, it will make it known unto us. That's the thing. But it is if we are serious. Many times we are not serious. Many times we are very carnal. Okay? You know? There was something we were discussing during our women's conference. I don't know how many of you joined us. Our guest minister was sharing a case, and it was a very pathetic case. This couple were in Nigeria, you know? And uh, in Nigeria, things wasn't going well with them and everything and everything and everything. And uh, there was one one word that came to them that they must not wear anything red either red dress or red vehicle or red anything and shortly after that opportunity came and they came to UK and you know London everything is red bus how can you say so because of that prophecy that came they could not stay in London city they have to move to another city okay because there's no way you can stay in London that you will not stay either red bus or red tube or most tubes, is it that red or something like that? But they said they must never, anything red, they must never get involved with it. And they didn't for some years. They didn't get involved with anything red. They were, you know, avoiding it. And eventually they bought a car. The, the, the husband got a car in a very good, got, okay, got a very good job somewhere in this country. And they gave him official car and things were going well and everything was okay and everything was okay until one day the car had a fault and uh, they had to take the official car and made an alternative arrangement. Okay, you're going to use this car for a very short time. And they gave him a car. He had entered the car before he discovered before he remembered. You know, because he, he didn't buy it, they just said, okay, we're fixing this car. You take this car as a makeup car. He was already seated in the car and he quickly jumped out of the car and everything. That day he died. That man died. It wasn't important that he jumped in and jumped out. There were spirits that, are, that were monitoring his movement in life. And in the spirit, when people stumble, okay, then they, 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 they become victims and there is nothing anybody can do about it except there is supernatural intervention. Okay, that man lost his life that day, and you wander all the way from Nigeria. And uh, the man tried, the man was not complacent, he did anything, but you know, because they were not born again, they didn't know the way out. And that is why success in life is only guaranteed by the covenant of the blood of Jesus and by walking in the light of the word of God. Okay. <laughs> And the third thing, which is very important, is the question of the decisions and the convictions in our heart. What are your decisions? What are your convictions? What do you know about God? What do you know about life? What do you know about faith? What do you know about prayers? When the scripture says the just shall live by faith, do you understand what the word of God is talking about? Do you know what it means to speak in the spirit and pray all manner of prayers. The Bible says praying all manner of prayers, binding and losing and speaking against all principalities and powers and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know what that means? You know what it means for somebody to look at you and say, this your wife who is pregnant is not likely to give this birth to this baby a life. And you tell the person you are a joker. 
That woman is a woman of covenant and everything and this and this and this and everything. And the enemy came like a tide, but the spirit of the Lord raised a standard against him. You understand spiritual warfare? You understand walking in the covenant of what Jesus has finished? You, 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 you think, the Bible says we shall take their senators' wisdom and bind their princes at will. You know what it means to get involved? in spiritual battle and reducing the devil to who he is, taking the word of God back to God and taking the word of God to the devil and say, hear me, Satan, it is written. Or you think it was a joke that the devil came to Jesus and was telling what, it was, what was written. If you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. If, G if Satan can challenge the divinity and the spirituality of Jesus, you think he might not try the same thing to you. And that was why Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh to me, but he found nothing in me. Okay? It is so vital that you should hear three of these things that I'm going to tell you today. Number one, please take your life more serious than the way you are taking it now. Everybody, people in the Western world generally are very careless. You take, because life is easy. Everything works. Okay? Okay, because everything works, because life is easy. We were sharing the pastor and uh, we were just discussing your salaries are paid at the right time, everything worked at the right time, your boss is working at the right time and everything. That's in the natural. So many things are not working the spiritual. And one of the things that the devil wants to do is to level everybody's destiny and make sure that you don't break forth in life. And that is exactly what I wanted to show you in the scriptures I was reading. In that book of Genesis chapter chapter 37 life has a way of lumping people together lumping things together so that you don't know but you see the essence of life is about the law of difference you are different you carry a different life you carry a different assignment you carry a different destiny every one of us here today okay most of us here came from africa okay some people came from other areas, but you see, the truth of the matter is that when we were born, we were born with a purpose. We were born with a program. We were, we were born with, this, with something real and something great in the mind of God. And uh, as life progresses, one of the things that the devil will like to change and possibly steal from us is the original plan and purpose of God for our lives. That's exactly because the devil has a corrupted he has his own, own alternative. One, one, of, one of the things that the devil is a specialist in doing is creating the alternative you know, bringing substitute just like it, it, it did in the life of Rehoboam the son of Solomon the enemies, the Egyptians came, they stole all the shield of gold and uh, that, that, and silver that David, that, that David and Solomon had made, the Egyptians came, stole everything away, and Rehoboam said, what does it matter? He made something of bronze. Bronze looks like gold, but it's fake, you know? Just replace them and to, for decoration and everything, but we're not going to allow the devil to take anything that God has given unto us. And one way to do that is to maintain our covenant with God. If you don't have any covenant with God, you enter into a covenant with God. Lord, I'm going to serve you. 
with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. Lord, I'm going to walk in holiness. I'm going to be committed to you. I'm going to be committed to your purpose. I'm going to walk in the fear of God. You will be my God. You will be my protector. You will be my shield. You will be my strength. You will be my guide. Lord, you're going to... That's one way to walk with God. Okay? That's one way to walk with God. That's one way to walk with God. You, 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 you do not play game with your life. You do not gamble with your affairs. It's not a case of whatever is, you know, the, the French people, they have uh, one saying. They say, whatever we be, we be. That's not, that's not life. There are so many things that should be that will never be. Okay? There are so many things that should be in love but that will never be. It will take us to pray through and fight through. The enemy did not know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could withstand the pressure of Nebuchadnezzar. And that is one thing we must learn in life. Fighting through the pressures of life. Maybe in your place of work, one of God came and said, Ah, you're a very diligent nurse. I love the way you're working and everything. Madam, I just love you. I just love you. I love you. I love you. Madam, you like to be my friend? I said, No, I'm a married woman. Married with the children. I'm doing and everything. I said, Madam, name your price. I don't mind giving you, uh, I'll give you, okay. What if I give you a million naira? You give me a bank account. I just dropped a million dollars there, or a million pounds there for you. I said, Are you crazy? Did you give your wife that every time? I'm not joking. And somehow, one of our one of our one of our mommies, one of our sisters in the church, she just called me one day and said that I can't understand this. Somebody, you know, in the university, she works in the university. That person just that person approached her like that and said, No, I'm responsible. Excuse me, don't talk that kind of nonsense to me again. Okay. And the man said, Okay, I'm sorry. And then the man went behind and find out her bank account. She just woke up that money. And she just found 250000 in those days. She just found 250000 in her bank account. You know? And it was that man that sent the 250000 And she called me and said, Daddy, there is a problem. I said, what is the problem? 250000 And initially, she didn't know who dropped the 250000 I said, simple now. Walk to your bank. Let your manager check the source of the money. And he checked the source of the money and described that. I said, okay, you go back and tell the manager, you don't anything, they should return the money back to the source. Okay, you, whatever money you don't want in your account, they can return it back to the source and everything. Listen to me. You have a say in the direction of your life. Did you hear what I said? You have a say. You are not a victim in your life. But if you are careless and stupid and uh, you refuse to do something, and that is why everybody should be proactive. You should wake up and take your life serious. You should wake up and take your life very serious. And let me say this, and this is very, very important, and the Lord stressed it in my heart, and I want everybody to get it. There are two ways to run your life. You run it with the systems of this world, with the plans and the expectations of this world, or you run it by the word of God. Okay, was it sensible, ma? Was it sensible? Was it godly? Was it right, humanly speaking? For God to send his prophet Elijah to the house of a woman who was a widow, who had only a small child. And when the man of God got there, the first request he made was for water. 
in the time of famine, where do you want a woman to get water in the famine? And the woman said, okay, I can manage water. And he said, please come back, get me a morsel of bread. And the woman came straight and said, well, <coughs> the first thing you said, water, I just got that I have a small jar of water, but the food you are talking about, you see me, maybe you met me outside, that I was going to get two sticks. That would tell you the amount of food she wanted to make. And uh, to make the last meal so that herself and her son can take the last meal and die. That was enough, you know, to dissuade Elijah to say, okay, madam, I'm sorry, just bring the water and cook the food for yourself. Elijah said, no, first of all, do my own. Listen, there is a law in life. Your preference will determine how far you will go in life. If you prefer yourself to God, if you cannot place God first, I don't have money. That you don't have money, what does that mean to God? Do my own first. That's what God said. Okay? Go and make a little meal for me. You want to live tomorrow? You want to see a better future? Go and make a little meal for me. Okay? And the woman in our selflessness thought within herself, well, even if we eat the meal, we're going to die. Why don't we give the man of God part of the meal and then die? Okay, and Elijah brought a bombshell for thus said the Lord. Listen to me until the word of God overtakes your word. You have not started your destiny journey. Okay, if it is your word, I've made up my mind, I'm traveling, I'm going to do this. That's what you said. What did God say? Has God said something? Has God said something about your life? Has God said something about your purpose? Is there something? Is there a higher word from a higher God? that you are holding on to and trusting the Lord for. The woman committed herself to God and she went ahead and made the meal. Like I said, okay, hear the word of the Lord. Your jar of oil will never finish. Where you are putting your fruits and everything and your stuff will never dry up. Till where? Till rain returns to the ground. So it's not a case of uh, for six months or one year. And the famine was for a very long time. For three and a half years, there was no rain. There was no dew. And the woman lacked nothing. You will not lack in life. Okay? You will not lack in life. So you either run your life by the economy of the world. Everybody knows that things are difficult. To, everybody knows uh, in this country, uh, the question of faithfulness to God in the way God said, do my own first. You find out what the word of God says. You find out what the mind of God is. And then you are committed to the word of God. And then you now go back to God and say, this is what your word said. I have done your word. Then fulfill your purpose in my life. That's how things work. Okay? That's how things work in life. You, you, you live by covenant. You live by commitment. I've made a covenant with you, Father. You're going to be my God forever. We're going to love you. We're going to fear you. We're going to obey you. And we're going to be committed in every aspect of our lives to your service and everything. That is our God. You know what the Bible says? It says, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must, not should. He said, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. There's a Lou here, if you want to go to Lou. Okay? The Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. So I want everybody to understand that. God is a spirit. God is, tell your neighbor, God is a spirit. 
Say God is a spirit. God is not God is not just a man, you know. God is not just a man. God is not just an idea. God is not just an opinion. God is not just a creator. He's the almighty. Okay? He's the unlimited almighty God. And the plan of God is what you saw in the life of Joseph here. His father, the best his father could do was to love him, make an extra coat for him, and mingle with his brothers. You join your brothers. You are different from your brothers. You are different from your sisters. You are different from your friends. You are different from your contemporaries. You are different from your colleagues. And your difference will show in life in the name of Jesus. Listen to me here and hear me very well. The Bible says, and Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told his dream to his brethren, and they hated him yet more. <coughs> and he said unto them, Here I pray you, the dream which I have had. Behold, we were binding ships in the field, and lo, my ship arose, and stood upright. And behold, your ships stood round about, and made obeisance to man. I want to show you three things in that dream. Okay? Number one. There we are level. The principle of device selection is not questionable. Okay? You don't determine it's my ship that should stand and your own should get it. Okay? Your, your destiny is sealed in God Almighty. Okay? As long as you keep to the plan and the purpose of God for your life, people may not like it. They may not like the fact that your ship is going to stand up Okay, but it's going to. Okay, look, look, look at something else here that I want you to understand. He said, and behold, we, 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 and behold, we were binding ships in the field. Everybody say we. Okay, everybody did the same thing. Okay, so life is not by labor. Life is not by struggling. It is not about what you do. It's about what God has said. He said, I know my thoughts towards you. And you know, thoughts are different from works. I know my thoughts towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. Thought to bring you to an expected end. So the issue we're talking about is the issue of the expected end. Jo Joseph said, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf arose. That is supernatural enablement. My sheaf arose. Your sheaves will arise. Oh my God. I said your sheaves will arise. I don't know how many of you are in the same levels in life, in your office, in your place of work. I don't know how many children your mother has. I don't know what you are struggling with. I don't know how many people are in the same condition. But I say by the word of God today, the same power that made the sheaf of Joseph to arise will make yours to arise also in the name of Jesus. <laughs> he did not only arise. He said, but my sheaf stood upright. That's sustenance. Sustenance. It is one thing to bless. It's another thing to sustain. Okay? It is one thing to be blessed. It's another thing to sustain. There is a story. Oh, every time I remember the story again, I feel like weeping. One of our daughters, one of our sisters, you know, the, the mother was a senior officer in Lagos State Government. And uh, 
the the orgasm we are saying to her you cannot go beyond that level she was all her mates had gone and we have become uh level 16 officers and a few of them were already level 17 officers and everything she was still on level 14 or level 15 and uh, one day she met one man that man was an unbeliever and the man was a very powerful man and the man said what exactly is your problem, madam? And he said, I don't know, my guy. He said, no, we're going to show them. Don't worry, we're going to show them. I'm going to walk to the office of the governor. The governor is my friend, okay? Well, you better walk to the governor of the nations, not to the governor of men. And this man went to the governor's office and said, uh, you know, there are people that call governors by first name. And call but you know what happened? Uh, there's this woman, my friend, you know, nonsense said, ah, bring the file now. And they called for the file and they discovered that it is true that some of our mates, some of our mates had become level 17 officers and said, ah, what kind of nonsense is that? Move her to level 17. And the, by Monday, they announced the woman a promotion to level 17. And they moved out from that office, she got to the next office. A week after she got to the next office, they announced her obituary. Because she went alone. She went alone. Don't go to the future alone. Success without divine backing will quicken your extinct or extinction in life. Okay? It will, it will, you know, don't succeed outside God. This woman, every time we talk, I would say, oh my God, you should, you should have backed it up with prayers. You should have listened to divine instruction. Oh my God, what a beautiful woman. Mommy, you remember that woman? This woman was so beautiful. She looked like, oh, you boy, you know, she looked so beautiful, so Latin complexion and everything. And she was a godly woman. She was a pastor in the church, but it, she followed the word of a man to a new office. The man said, I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. I know the governor. It's not about knowing the governor. Okay? There were forces. Before you follow the word of the governor, what have you done to the forces that have kept that woman down there? The forces that made her bound there and said she should not move forward. That's why the Bible says we shall teach their senators wisdom and bind their princes. You don't leave the devil, never leave the devil loose in your life. Never, never leave the devil, never be careless with any aspect of your life. Okay? I tell somebody said, hey, Daddy, I don't understand. I said, that's a call to pray. Oh, Roroso, what's, what's there to pray? Because that's a call to prayer. For the next seven days, begin to pray. And by the time she prayed seven days, she had a lot of breakthroughs. I said, you don't know that if you wake up late in the night, it's not to be rolling from one end of the bed to the other and be thinking about your grandmother and your grand. It's the time to wake up and jump upon your feet and say words about your destiny to God Almighty. Life is a warfare. Don't forget it. Life is a warfare. And one of the things that God taught me one day, it's not everybody that can withstand your success. It's not everybody that can withstand your success. It's not. Some people, they don't want evil to befall you, but they cannot understand why you should become better than them. They cannot understand why you should become so great like that. Africa hear that, but that, you know, you don't understand that. It is God that makes somebody's shift to stand up. It is God that sustains the standing. You know, shifts, they don't have base, you know, they can easily fall. But my own stood upright. And all the others were paying obeisance. How did they pay obeisance? If all of them had shield, 
the same force that made some ships to be bowing down like this, you know, that was what they were doing to some, is the same force that made one to stand strong and solid like that. God will locate you. Locate everything about you. Your sons, your daughters, your work will become object of divine attention. It will not only prosper you, it will sustain you. Let God defend you. Tap your neighbor, say, let God defend you. Don't fear the devil. Let God defend you. Let God defend you. Let God defend you. Let God defend you. That's what God said. Let God defend you. Let God defend you. It's good you let God defend you. Uh, let me use pastor's example. Okay, last week uh, I picked one of his examples. Let me pick another example. When he was finishing his PhD, uh, we, we, he, he called us one day. Okay. He called us one day and said, Dad, I think I'm sorry. I have to come back to Nigeria. PhD work is over. I said, what, what, what happened? He said the, the supervisor called him and suddenly the supervisor became very hostile and the supervisor said, with the way I'm seeing it, you cannot finish your PhD in this department. You cannot. I said, but some time ago, they declared you as the scientist and they, they said you are the best and everything. You travel together with the supervisor. He said, but everything has changed. The supervisor has become very hostile. I said, I see. I understand better. He said, what do you understand better? I said, the devil has Speaked that God's hand is already upon you. You are God's divine project. Every time you see frustration, it is because the devil has spotted something great. Every time you spot frustration, opposition, and resistance, you know, opposition, resistance, you know, it's because the devil has spotted something. You know, the devil does not know everything. Some of us assume that the devil knows everything. When you suddenly discuss, the devil has just discovered something. And that's what he wants to fight. So he said, what are we going to do? I said, change your words first. Change your words. Because when you said you might not finish that PhD project, you have complicated things for yourself. I said, say, I'm going to complete it. Said, I'm going to complete it. Say, I'm going to complete it in record time. Said, I'm going to complete it in record time and everything. Okay. Say, I will allow God to take over. I said, he was going to allow God to take over. I said, fasting and prayer starts tomorrow morning. Now, there are many things that are game changers. Number one of it is prayer and fasting. Don't trivialize it. Don't play with prayer and fasting. Number two is the words of your mouth, confession. Don't trivialize it. Just say, I was just joking. Don't joke with words of death. Don't joke with failure. Don't joke with... There's no joke in the things of the Spirit. Okay, don't joke with prophetic declarations. You pick the word of God and you begin to say, God, you said this, you said this, you said this, you said this. Okay, prophetic declarations. We started first day, second day, third day. And uh, I said by Monday, take your project and go and give it to your supervisor. He said, yes, sir. The same supervisor. Who until last Thursday was so rude and hostile and said I cannot think, took the work and said, okay, ah, I've been looking for you, Israel. We have to take this project and submit it immediately and make sure that within this week, I send it to the external supervisors and he sent it to the external supervisors. And uh, after about two or three weeks, the external supervisors responded. And uh, you won't believe it. The woman became so loving and so friendly. He's there, come and see the report they said. I'm not supposed to allow you to see it, but I'm going to forward it. And he forwarded it to him, and he forwarded it to us. And they said, this is outstanding. This is Kirika. You are the best Kirika we have ever seen. You are the 
you become the best when the glory of the Lord rests upon you. It is the hand of the devil that brings resentment and shame and stagnation. Resentment, shame, stagnation, those are not natural things. Those are results of demonic operations. What do you do? You fight them. You fight them by the word of God. You fight them. You fight them. You speak the word of God. You speak the word of life. And you tell the devil, wait, I'm, I've not come alone. Okay? That was what David did. He told Goliath, you come against me with sword and with spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God of hosts, the God of the army of Israel that you have defiled. Today, I'm going to kill you. That sounds strange, you know? David declared the end of the world before the start of the fight. He said, today, Goliath will die today. And I'm going to cut off your head, and I will give your body to the beast of the field and your head to the balls of the hair. And the whole world will know today that God does not deliver by spear and by sword. For this battle is the Lord, and he will deliver you into my hands. That was what... And when David was saying that, the Bible said, but there was no sword in the hands of David. It doesn't matter. As long as Goliath has a sword, one is enough. Hallelujah. One is enough. As long, because you know what? Because the Bible says this, the, the arrow of the enemy, the fire of the enemy shall destroy them. Okay? If they are kindling fire, fine. Let them kindle the fire. They will be burned by their own fire. Shabby is a mouth of them for us to roast. I see God changing the situation and circumstances of some of us here. Yes, everyone facing resistance in the spirit, I see God arise on your behalf, change your life and change your story, and transform everything about you in the name of Jesus. I see the grace of God changing your level. The devil will not want you to go beyond your level, but you will break records. You break records, you break records, you break records, spiritual record, financial record, you're going to break records in every area of your life, and you are unlimited in every dimension in the name of Jesus. Now it is not about you, it's about your God. Okay? That's one thing about life. Success in life is not about us, it is about whose we are. Let's be seated as we are rounding up now. Success in love is not about who we are, but whose we are. I remember during the Iran-Iraqi war, okay, during when Iraq attacked Kuwait, you remember that? Iraq attacked Kuwait and annexed Kuwait, okay? And then Kuwait, all their, all their ships, they reflagged it and handed it over to the Americans. And uh, before they handed it to the Americans, anytime the Iraqis, when they see any of the Kuwaiti ships, they're going to attack it. The same Kuwaiti ship, they now reflagged it and they were now carrying American flag. The flag alone is enough to refrain the enemies. You know what God said is in spirit? Touch not my anointed and do my prophet. The Bible says he rebukes kings for their sakes and nobles. Touch them to, to say, touch God. Wait, God does not defend whatever does not belong to Him. Okay, because the world, there are three classes of people on earth the people that belong to God, the people that belong to the devil, and those who are going to fall into one of the two classes. Okay, there are some of those who are already 
in the camp of the devil, the power of grace and of mercy will liberate them from the kingdom of darkness. They will cross over to the kingdom of light. And there are some people in the kingdom of God today who by carelessness and stupidity will stray off to go and check the daughters of the land. Okay? And they will lose their inheritance there. And there are those who are neither here nor there. They will hear the word of life and they will come over to the winning side. The thing that is very important is the question is we must maintain our grants and our identity okay don't lose your identity as a child of god if there is anything you must not lose don't lose your faith don't lose your identity don't lose your relationship with the father that is what guarantees our future okay what guarantees our future is our identity in the law there are some offices your id card is your key to enter Okay, we went to somewhere in the United Nations, and uh, when the leader said, Where is the key? Said, I don't need office. She said, What I need is my ID card. And she got to the key there and brought her ID card and just showed. And the machine, she pam, 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 snapped it and opened the door, opened by itself. That's spiritual identity. In the realms of the spirit, there is authority relationship. The devil knows you more than you know yourself. That's the truth. One of the things God taught me is that the devil knows us more than we know ourselves. The devil knows us more than we know ourselves. The devil knows you more than you know yourself. If you maintain your identity, okay, and uh, you stand your ground. The Bible says they overcame the dragon by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies. And they love not their lives unto death. The devil is ready to pay any price for anybody to lose his identity. We must maintain it and we must stand strong and stand our ground and move forward in God. Okay. And then some of the last things I want to say before we move forward is this. I want you to know that however good you are as a child of God, you can become a better person. One of the things that we learned about Jesus was that though he's God, though he's the son of God, but the Bible says he grew in knowledge. He grew in favor with God and with man. Okay? We should grow in grace. We should grow in favor. We should grow in knowledge. We should improve. Improvement is a sign that we are alive. Your life must improve. Your relationship with God, your relationship with people must improve. You don't continue to do the same thing the same way and expect a different result. That is the sign, a sign of insanity. It shows that you somewhere you have something wrong in your brain. Okay? You must pray better. You must love God more. You must stand and claim the promises of God more. You must proclaim by faith the more. And I want to say this Failure is not an option for us. Everybody say for me. Failure is not an option. Because a little failure can be fatter. Yeah. As strong as Samson was. As strong as Samson was. Very strong, powerful man of God that his birth was announced by angels. Two times an angel came and said, you're going to conceive and give birth to a child and, and uh, you know that kind of a wonderful thing. But from the beginning of his life, he was compromising the terms of being a Nazarite. He was tasting honey from a dead lion. He was doing this and everything and he was a loner. He was a loner. If suddenly you discover that things are not working well, seek for help. 
Sound an alarm. You discover that things are not working well. You discover that things are not working well. Most people will keep quiet and they'll say, but anybody there is more than that. The issues of life is not about that. The issue of success in life has to do with number one, your commitment and dedication to God. Number two, servicing your relationship. When Jesus died, he needed Mary Magdalene. To go and announce to his brothers. He needed Nicodemus and a man called Joseph of Arimathea to walk to the governor and make a demand for his body, or else his enemies would have cut off the body of Jesus, cut his head, cut his body. But before they brought the body from downstairs, authority has come from the governor. Give the body to Joseph of Arimathea. Okay? Or else they would have messed him up. They would have messed up the You know the way enemies who hate somebody. So you know one of the soldiers, Jesus said, I'm, hung, I'm thirsty. And instead of giving him something good to eat, he just pierced his side and blood and water. Somebody that can pierce the side of a dying man. What do you think they will do to his dead body? One of them will carelessly cut and the scripture would have been broken. Because the scripture says, none of his bones shall be broken. They would have broken his bones. But Jesus was, he died in shame, but he was buried in honor. He died in shame. He was buried in honor. Because Joseph of Arimathea was a very wealthy man. Don't play with relationship. Don't play with relationship. One of the strengths that God gives people in life is relationship. Some people cannot give you money, but they can give you covering. They can give you covering. They can give you words of advice. One thing they'll speak will save you 10 years ahead. Okay? And that is why people don't tamper with relationship. You don't tamper with it. You don't tamper with it. And then number three, you don't play. I told you you don't play with identity. Number two, you don't play with relationship. Number three, you don't play with instructions. Divine instructions. That was the undoing of uh, Samson. <laughs> He must not touch anything unclean. And uh, the man did not only touch anything unclean, he practiced immorality. He went to Gaza, to the house of a harlot, and slept there all the night. But he was bragging upon the anointing, you know, woke up in the middle of the night, surrounded by enemies, and he said, I'm going to show all of you, Pepe. He went to the gate, pulled the gates of the city and the iron bars, and he carried everything to the mountain. Hello, life is not an exhibition of strength. Is about guarantee of your future. The people that want, the people that saw that man carrying the, the iron gate to the mountain yesterday, three days later, they saw him grinding in the prison house of the devil. His two eyes were plucked. And that is why everybody must maintain that that is your child of God. Stand strong as a child of God. Okay? Maintain your relationship with God. And then you move forward in the purpose of God for your life and everything. I have told you, I'm reading two scriptures, and the second one I've just read it, and we're going to begin to pray now. And that is the book of Colossians chapter 2. I want everybody to hear this scripture and hear it very well, because it is going to bless your life. Colossians chapter 2, okay? Colossians chapter 2. And uh, I'm going to read from verse 1. Colossians chapter 2 from verse 1. It says, For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you 
and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face, look at what Paul said. You know how much great conflict the Yorubas have a proverb. They said, some people are so careless with their lives. Okay, some people are just so careless with their lives and everything. We had a son, or we have a son. Let me put it that way. We have a son, okay, somewhere in the US. And uh, this boy was a very good boy, doing well and everything and everything. And then suddenly he got to US and he became somebody else and started doing what he loves and everything. If you call him, say, Daddy, I am a mira, and everything. You know, and then he continued and continued. And the Lord said, leave him. And I left him. One day he called me. He said, my daddy. And when he called, you know, there was all that I would call careless land. He said, my daddy, my own daddy. <laughs> I said, the billows of life had come upon this world. <laughs> he said, daddy, my woman. I said, what has happened to you? He said, ah, daddy, I must not die. He said he was sick. I said, but all this while I've been calling you, I said, Daddy, this is about Daddy and Son. Okay, this said, it's hard. Ah, Daddy, ah, Daddy. You know, and I had compassion on him. You know, because I saw that the devil is a very wicked devil. The devil has no regard for anybody in the flesh. Satan wanted to kill them. And when he mentioned the disease, I said, Where did you get it? Don't you go, yo, no. Oh, you're not daddy. I said, that's you. I've been telling you that the devil is a tyrant. Satan is a tyrant. He has no regard for anybody in the flesh. You should, why did you not walk in the covenant? Why did you not walk in the reality of all the things I've told you? He said, that did I Okay? When he heard that we were building the glory land, so does not pay that I will send one million naira to I said, you, you are sending me. Ah, he said, daddy, I bought a big house. Whether it's church, we are starting there. And anything, we are starting there. You know? Like, you, don't, you, you know, you should not get to that emergency level. We should not allow life to get to that emergency level. Because it's not everybody that has the opportunity for a second chance. It's not everybody that has the opportunity for a second chance like that. It's because God has a purpose for the life of that boy. It's because God has a purpose for his life. That was why God preserved his life. And I said, don't worry, I'm going to pray for him. The devil has no right to touch my son like that, and I prayed for him. The last time I called, he said, Daddy, they checked me. They don't have any trace of that sickness again. He said, but Daddy, there's another problem. The wife, I said, don't worry. If it's the wife, that's something else. Listen to me very well. Be consistent in your relationship with God. Be committed. Listen, write it down. Be consistent in your relationship with God. Be consistent in your relationship with God. Number two, be committed to your covenant with God. Very, very important. And number three, you should be outstanding in your commitment to God. You must be outstanding. Everybody must justify. You must justify. If the devil comes like a tide, you must justify to God why God should raise his standard against him. Because you know God is not, God is not an erratic God. God is not an emotional God. Okay? The same God that raised up Dorcas was the same God that told Adonis and Sapphira they were going to die. Adonis and Sapphira within three hours, husband and wife died. They did not even wait to see the wife before they buried the husband. And they didn't wait to see any members of the family before they buried the woman. That shows God is not an emotional God. And then Tabitha now died in Acts of the Apostles chapter 9. 
Okay? And they washed her and carried her to the upper room. And they were waiting for Peter to come. And they said, we won't bury this woman. No, she's too good. You must justify the grace of God upon your life. You must justify your place and your position in God. Every opportunity that God gives you in life, you must justify it. By your commitment, by your consistency, by your faithfulness, by your yieldedness to God, you must, you must, you must, you know? You must, you must, you must show God why he must defend you in the future. You must show God why he must promote you. You must, you must show God. You must justify to God why God can depend upon you. God is not going to sponsor rebels and failures like Samson again. No, he won't do that. People that God empowered, but they expired in the prisoners of the devil. To show the grace and the mercy of God. When Samson was grinding pepper in the prisoners of the enemy, I'm sure that the mercy of God was kindled. Look at him. Look at the most anointed man. The, the strongest man. A one-man army scout that dealt with the enemies for 40 years. Look at him grinding the prisoners of the devil with his two eyes. The Bible says, and the hair began to grow. Because the Philistines, they, 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 there was a mistake they made. They thought, they discovered the secret of the power of Samson, but they did not discover the source of his power. Yeah, they didn't discover the source. They only discovered the secret. And they did not know that the hair started The hair can be cut, but the hair can grow again. And the hair started growing. Grace was restored. And as grace was coming, power was coming. And Samson began to pray. Every time people begin to pray, something will happen. Samson started praying in the prison house. If he did not pray that he should die with his enemies, if Samson had said, God, I'm going to do the right thing, restore my eyes, I believe that the God who created his eyes would have restored his eyes. But he said he wanted to. He was fed up. Loneliness can dis discourage anybody in life. That's why we must cultivate relationship and serve God together as a team, as a church, as a people. Let's serve God together. Let's love God together. Let me tell you something as I round up this morning. The little God has enabled you to do, do it with all your strength. One of the things that is an insult to God is coming late to the church. If you are, if, 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 if you have to be late by official reasons and everything, God don't do. You know, God knows everything about that. I'm going to be late today. No, God hates that. God wants us to walk with him in honor and in reference, in due reference. Unto this man will I look, he that trembles at my word. It's God. Ah, God Almighty. You know, you walk God in honor. In the fear of God, you serve God in the beauty of holiness. God will honor that person before they mention your name. Like, you know, God told the children of Israel, uh, the children, he said, where were you not afraid? That was, that was what God spoke to Miriam and Aaron when they mentioned the name of Moses in the book of Numbers chapter 12. And they were talking about Moses did this, he married, and they were like, shh, the three of you come to me, the tabernacle of the congregation. You, Aaron, and you, Miriam, if there's a prophet amongst you, I the Lord will speak to him by vision and revelation, but my servant Moses is not so. Why were you not afraid to speak against my The Bible says, and the anger of God was kindled. May you serve God to the point that anywhere, anywhere the enemies mention your name, the anger of God will be kindled. And the judgment of God will fall upon your enemies in the name of Jesus. 
Ah, why were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? You know what? They, 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 were, they were banking on natural, you know, because he's the last boy. After all, I was the one that backed him and carried him in my, That story, God is not bothered about that. God is a God that focuses on destiny. Okay? You, Miriam, that's your assignment in life. And I've paid you for that. I've made you the national women leader to pay you because of the service you have rendered. And now you have gone beyond your boundary. You are going to be leprous. And she became leprous immediately. And Moses said, God said, shut up your okay. Let me deal with that. If her father spit upon his, her face, she will bear the shame for some time. She's going to be leprous for seven days. And there was no more movement because the women leader was already leprous. And they shut her outside the gate for seven days. From that day, we never heard about Miriam again. Listen to me very well. Do your best for God. Walk in the fear of God. Walk in the knowledge of God. Don't join rebels, okay? Don't join irresponsible people. You maintain your commitment. And I want to say this, husband and wife, is if your husband is not doing well, don't spare him. Okay, and don't say it's a comic. No, don't spare him. Confront him. My husband, I discovered for the past three days, I've never seen you carry the Bible and praying in this house. What is wrong? Hey, I'm tired. We are busy at work. You say, busy at work? You are busy at work? You are not too busy to eat in the house? You are not too busy to do this? And now you are too busy? I won't take that. I am not going to take that. He said, what is uh, It's my own, no? Do I have another, uh, do I have assistant husband? We have got to start. You've got to start. You know, it, it's, that's, that's where issues come in. Okay? I tell some wives, when your husband began to misbehave, what did you do? What did you tell him about God? Because God is not a man. Okay? And by him, actions are weight. When your husband did this, what did you do? When he was behaving like this, when he was doing this, what did you do? Okay, if the wife of Ananas had confronted him and said, Lila, we are not going to do that, we will pay our tithe. We have to pay our tithe because God said, Bring all the tithe into my house. If God said it, then I'm not going to allow that. And if the husband is saying, I'm going to party, my friends are going to, you say, No, I'm not going to allow you to do that kind of a thing here. Okay, so it is very, very important for us to walk straight and walk strong in the Holy Ghost. I believe that today is the beginning of a new season in our lives. God will help us. You didn't hear what I said? I said God will help us. The word of God will change our story and we will reach our promised land. Let's rise up on our feet, everybody. Let's just speak unto the Lord. Let's just speak unto the Lord. Yes, Paul said, I, for I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you. Yes, and for those that loud this year. I want you to know that I have a great contention over your soul. I want you to make it in life. <laughs> I want the will of God to stand in your life. I want the word of God to come to pass in your life. I want the mind of God to be fulfilled in your life. I don't want the devil to take advantage of any of you. So stand strong and say, Lord, I've come to rededicate and commit myself afresh unto you. Take over. Lord, just take over. Take over every aspect of my life. No excuse again. No reason for failure. Lord, take over. Just take over. Take over. Take over. 
Everything about us, about our lives, about our family, Lord, take over, take over, take over, take over, take over. Open your mind and speak unto the Lord. Lord, you're going to take over. Lord, you're going to take over. You're going to have your way. In the name of Jesus, you will honor your name. You will do us good. In the name of Jesus, you're going to honor your name. You're going to do us good, Father. Ha! Mention your name. Hi, Francis Olumi. I commit myself and my life unto you. I commit my future unto you. Open your mind and speak unto the Lord. I commit myself and my wife and my husband and my children. Open your mouth. Lord, I commit my life. I commit everything unto you. Lord, let let your will be done and let your name be glorified. Open your mouth and pray. Receive help from God. Receive grace. Receive help. Receive grace. Receive strength. Receive wisdom. Yes, open your mouth and receive it. Online on ground. Open your mouth. God is a God of second chance. I believe there is somebody here in the word of the Lord today. You have failed before. And you are worried by the mistakes of the past that you have made. But God said, I should assure you, the past is gone. God has forgotten and forgiven your past. is giving you a new life. Just open your mind and rededicate yourself unto the Lord. Lord, I'm going to love you. I'm going to serve you with all my strength, with all my soul, with all my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Tell your neighbor. Hello, sir. Tell your neighbor, say, as we cut sheaves together, your sheaves will stand. Mine will stand. We will be outstanding people because we belong to God together. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Every one of us that have come to the presence of God today, our sheaves will stand. Yes, our sheaves will stand, sustained by the grace and the power of God. Our sheaves will stand and stand out, stand out, stand out of all the other, all our contemporaries. Yes, of all our contemporaries, our sheaves will stand out and become outstanding. In the name of Jesus, it's a dream, it's a vision, it's a commitment. Our sheaves will stand out. Our sons will prosper. Our daughters will prosper. Open your mouth and pray. The Lord will help us. Open your mouth and pray. Reme yo promozo promo. Zegregede boya promo zombra. Degarama ya batoroboso. Let the hands of the Lord come upon you in the name of Jesus. Receive the grace of God. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and receive it. I receive the grace of God. I receive the grace of God. Just open your mouth and say, I receive the grace of God. Say, I receive the grace of God. I receive the grace of God. I receive the grace of God. Let the hands of the Lord come afresh upon you. Let the Lord send help your way and grace for breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. The hands of the Lord perfect the purpose of God in your life. Yes, grace for greater things. Breakthrough in every area. Exploits, grace, favor, breakthrough in every aspect of our lives in the name of Jesus. Let the Lord work wonders. Let the Lord be glorified. Let the name of the Lord be praised. Let everything work together for our good. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Final prayer we're going to pray here today. One of the spirit that God gives is the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know more. Only those who know more can do more. 
Okay, you're going to lift up your two hands and pray that the Lord will open your eyes of understanding. Your inner ears, your inner eyes will be open so that from today you will know more and do more. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. From today we're going to know more. I'm going to know more and do more. I'm going to become a better person from today in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to know more and do more from today. Things are taking a new dimension in my life. Freedom in every aspect of our lives. Freedom in our finances. I hear the Lord saying, freedom in finances. Open your mouth and receive that gift today. Financial freedom. Freedom in your finances. Freedom from debt. Freedom from lacks. Freedom from struggling. In the name of Jesus, online on ground here, freedom, freedom, freedom from demonic manipulation. In the name of Jesus, freedom from causes, freedom from pains. The Lord told me there are some people having problems with their bones. Yes, problem with bones. The power of God is healing bones now. Every problem with bones, whether you had fallen before, you had accident before, the power of the Lord heal your bones now. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, let there be a flow of your life and of your peace and your joy. In the name of Jesus, for everyone here today, I receive victory. I receive breakthrough. Let there be an outpouring of the anointing, the grace, the blessings, and the mighty hands of God upon your people in the name of Jesus. That today will be the first day of the best days of your life. Your new years and your new days have just begun. You have just started a new season of life. It shall be a continuous flow of joy, of peace, of blessings, of mercy, of supernatural assistance, of divine supply. In the name of Jesus, the Lord God will be your advantage. His voice will prevail. Whatever the enemies had thought and said and planned, from today as an oracle of God I command, it shall not stand. It shall not prosper. It shall not come to pass. We turn the words of your enemies to ashes. And we activate the power of the word of God in your life. That you go forth and be the recipient of the greatest miracle of your life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. To you be all the glory. Just wave your hands and commit your ways unto the Lord this week. Just commit your way. And the rest of this month, just commit it unto the Lord. Just commit the rest of this month to the hands of the Lord. It's going to be great. Yes, the rest of this year, commit it to the hands of God. It's going to be a great time. The rest of this year will be a, a, a different season. You will say, as it happened, ah, ah, ah. this is serious. Yes, because God is taking over every aspect of your life. It's going to be the beginning of a new season in your life. And everything will take a new dimension in the name of Jesus. No more pains, no more problems, no more delay, no more hindrance, no more complication, no more lack, no more want. Everything takes a new dimension. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Father. We praise you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have prayed. And let everybody shout a big amen. I don't know if there's anybody here who has not been born again before and you want to give your life to Jesus today. You say, 
It's over. I give my life completely to Jesus today. I surrender my life. All eyes closed. If you want to do that, can you just raise up your right hand? I'm going to pray for you. You want to say, Lord Jesus, it's over. I'm not going to run my life myself again. I give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. You're making that decision online on ground. Just raise up your right hand and I'm going to pray. Okay. Father, thank you for the power of your word that is touching lives and touching people here today. I'm asking that the grace of your power and the power of your grace and the mercy of your love will open a new door in the love of everyone raising their hands on land and on ground in the name of Jesus. Let your life and your home take a new dimension and let everything work together for you. You are blessed today and you are blessed forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. La, hallelujah. Amen.